0: Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. to another episode of the Art of Slowing Down podcast. As always, I'm super excited to be here with you. It's Annalena, your host. And today I have Caroline Saba with me and she's also a manifesting generator. She's a one-four manifesting generator. So welcome, so happy to have you. Oh,
1: same here, thank you so much to have me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today.
0: Yes, likewise. And so first I'm gonna formally introduce you. I have your beautiful bio and then we'll take it away. Sounds good? Sounds good. Awesome. So Caroline is a functional health nutritionist trained in functional medicine and functional genomics genetics, as well as a certified human potential coach. And she combines genomics, so genetics and DNA testing, and human design for women's health and well-being from the inside out, from the gut to the brain, and everything that is between the mind to the heart. And using a functional holistic mind body approach, Caroline focuses on uncovering the underlying causes, getting to the why of your health and well being issues by carefully listening to your concerns, looking at the body as a whole, conducting detailed intakes, and delivering achievable and personalized health programs informed by you and designed for you by considering not only food and nutrient deficiencies but also environmental factors, microorganisms, blood markers, and hormonal imbalances, food sensitives, genetics, lifestyle, and human design. Wow, so many things, right? Towards whole (laughs) mind-body transformation for women wanting to unlock their health and well-being. That all sounds very wonderful, very intriguing, and I'm even more excited now to have this conversation.
1: (laughs) It is, it is. It's... um... I think that through my process, I I, I came into so I came from a uh, background in law, and then I moved from law and I actually moved into nutrition. And I think what brought me to this process of moving from law to nutrition was actually my own health concerns, and I needed answers. And I was not getting these answers. I was getting these very uh, cookie cutter approaches. And I felt that I didn't fit in any of them. So then I went into nutrition and from nutrition, I went into genetics because I had the opportunity to actually be mentored by someone in genetics at the start of my career as a nutritionist. And from there, I just kept on having more questions like what's next? No, this is not Mm -hmm. enough. So I went into coaching and from coaching, I went into human design. And what I've realized is like all these and I'm getting chills because What I love about genetics and what I love about human design is that it really is about the art and the science of you. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that's what I call it, like the art and science of you, because we are so unique. We are... um, yeah, unique in every way, right? We're unique mm-hmm. in how our body function, we are unique in how our mind function. Um, and I mean, human design has just been this beautiful additional layer that I've brought into, um, into my practice that uh. for me have made, a, and because it made such a huge difference in my own personal
0: life. Yes. And I get the chills myself. You're talking, I have so many questions now. So, yes. um, and I think one thing I want to say, because when you were talking, I almost brought tears to my eyes because we live in this world where we have so much information, right? And there are so many people and not that they mean bad in any way or form, but like, you have to do this. You have to follow this. This is what has worked for me. So you have to do it. And we get so bombarded with all the different ways of how we should be doing things. Oh, what is the one answer and then we, we start to believe that right because we of course we're looking for an answer but what I have found in my own um, journey as well it disconnects me from my own wisdom and I, it always brings me back there and it, sometimes I need to get a kick in the butt from the universe to realize it but I have to tune out the noise stop listening to too many things and then that's why I also like you with human design, when I follow back just following my SQL, yeah, there are things, there are experts out there, like you, for example, that have some answers for me, but my SQL is here to show that to me, not um my mind because I'm trying to figure it out, right? So that's why I so deeply resonate with everything that you said. And I would love to ask you like a little bit more from your own journey. So, yes. what are some challenges that you had that you know, brought you on this path of functional medicine, then uh, genetics, and then even human design, and how shifted that things for you.
1: Okay, um, and so, so I'm actually going to go to the book two seconds. Yeah. I'm so sorry because I do share my stories. So I co-authored with Karen Curry Parker and other beautiful authors um, mm-hmm. on the topic of human design, and more specifically, it's called Purpose by Design. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I actually share that story that brought me to where I am today. Now, what's beautiful about this book, too, is all the author are actually very raw in, in sharing their stories and their stories and how they were brought to human design through their stories or how human design has really impacted their stories. Now, what I share in that book, and I think it's like it is actually my story that has brought me to where I am, is that um I was a young lawyer. I was working insane hours. I was an overachiever. I mean, as a manager, I went full on, full mm-hmm. spin, no breaks. I didn't know what breaks were. I I wore it as a badge of honor to burn myself out. Like it was a badge of honor to like tell people I'm in the office at 630 in the morning and I work like it was like a badge of honor. It just I felt that it, my value was in that overwork, mm-hmm. right? And unfortunately, my body was not in agreement. It was like, I don't care if you're a gen, which I didn't know back then, but it's like you still have a rhythm. And I think we can have a conversation about how we, in the popular culture of human design, we see gens as energizer bunnies, mm. but that is not true. <laughs> there are so many more layers and nuances where we have to kind of be careful because like you said, there's not any right or wrong way we are all very different and we have to be really careful with the labels sometimes that are mm-hmm. given yeah. or the over generalization of things that are given because then we think well okay so how do i fit myself in the box but we were never meant to fit in that box because we are all very different whether you're a mani gen whether you're a generator whether you're anything like a manifester or right? All our our blueprint is only a guidepost and there's so many other layers that are there. And I think that's what attracted me to your work is that you brought in some nuances. And when I was Mm. reading you, I'm like, oh, okay. so I'm getting away from that popular uh, kind of um, Popularize human design where Mm. we we we, they miss those steps and I understand it's a way to bring people to it but it can be Mm. dangerous and you did mention it right because then we're like well I'm not doing it wrong why am I not feeling this way why right Mm. and it really is because we miss those layers so sorry backtrack to my story um what I've realized then is I got myself really really sick and I became pregnant and um Mm. I ended up Um, having preterm contractions at 26 weeks and um, actually having to go to the hospital, calling the hospital and saying, well, there's this thing happening. Is it normal? Like I'm pregnant, but I'm, I'm caring for myself, but you know, I have work to do. And they're like, are you kidding me? Come in Mm -hmm. right now. So I show up there with actually my briefcase filled with examination. I had this huge examination the next day. So like full of paperwork, they put me on the bed. I'm like reading through thing. and then a nurse comes in. She grabs all my stuff and she puts it aside. And she's like, "Do not. Do you not realize in what situation you are right now, and the danger that you're putting your kind of your baby into?" And I was like, "I hadn't. Like it. it like I know it seems awful now. I say it, and I, uh, um, but I hadn't. I thought I was a super." woman that yeah. I would never like I'd be fine I'd have a baby and it, like like it wasn't so I ended up um having to stay bed on um, bed rest for 4 weeks and I ended up having a premature baby um mm. and and which was a very very scary time um and thankfully he was okay there was things that we had to work with him and he did have some health issues afterwards but today he's actually upstairs right now back from mm. f- fourth year university doing super oh, well so it's all see. good um for those wondering he's like great um and and from there um I kind of spiraled downwards from there my husband actually I came back home with the baby and he got offered to move to Manhattan and I think that after this trauma, we thought, Oh, you know what, let's do it. It's going to be exciting. We're right. Like we're, so yeah. we moved to, to Manhattan and then nine 11 happens. Really? Wow. And with that, it's just, it was compounding, a compounding things. And then my broke my body, like the, the, the impacts of trauma and the stress, my body literally broke down. Like I couldn't function anymore. We came back home, but it, there was a stage where, um, we went to Dominican Republic, from which I just came back, actually. It was my first time back there after 22 years. I caught a really bad virus there, and I came back so sick that there were moments where um, I was so confused. I had such heavy brain fog that I, if I was in a shop, I couldn't remember where the exit was. If I'm in my car, I didn't realize, am I driving on the right side? I would get lost. I wouldn't remember Mm -hmm. where I lived. And one of those moments hit me when my child actually was in my my car. And when I realized how I felt betrayed by my body and my mind at that point, and I was endangering my my child. Right. Mm -hmm. And at that point I said, okay, enough already. I'm not going back to law I need to. This is not going to be my reality. I need to figure it out. Like I had been to doctors, nobody could figure out what was going on. And at that mm. point, I decided to take my health into my own hands. And that's wow. where I I started shifting things and and started my 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 education,
0: if you want, into um, a more holistic approach mm. wow i got so many chills when, when you were talking and <laughs> i want to touch i took a couple of notes when you were talking want i touch up touch on a couple of things so the one thing that you mentioned that being a manifesting generator so often like this um stigma you're an energizer bunny you can do it all right and what i have noticed and i think this is luckily i'm a manager myself and i have noticed this myself i'm like i don't feel this way so it's like let me Look into it a little bit further. And I have talked to so many managers, right? And when I understood that when we do something that doesn't light us up for too long, which, like for you, probably was the law, and from a place of proving your worth and value, right? Like yeah. working crazy hours and stuff like that, um, we degenerate their sacred energy. And I think yeah. the majority of humanity actually has been living off a depleted source of energy, right? Where we just kind of pulling the last and then we have to grab the coffee or whatever right constantly to just keep going and still I think we are not and haven't even started maybe I think most people are still in burnout but um, we are still in like this early phase of recovery and human design is just this one beautiful tool that kind of helps us wake up with that and that's why I agree like human design is so beautiful but it can actually be dangerous when we put things in a box right oh if you're not like that something is wrong with you and I mean, 33% of humans are many gens. We're not all the same also, right? There's so many differences in the chart. And the one thing that I've heard the most from generators and manifesting generators, they're tired and exhausted. So, and the thing is the undefined sacral beings, the manifestors, projectors, and reflectors, they amplify that degenerated sacral energy, right? So it's kind of a vicious cycle for all of us. And we really have to work together to get that, get that back on track. And that's why I feel like these conversations, they're just so important, right? They're so important. Like we're humans, but we're not super humans, right? We we need to listen to our bodies. And one thing that you mentioned, I for some reason stood out. That, I think you were saying you were working and working, and then unfortunately my body wasn't. But I wanted to say, and it's probably unconsciously like, how good that your body didn't because it's only our body right that can um show us that we're off track that we're actually like not on purpose and as and i know it for myself and actually thank you for reminding me because we we can be sometimes so ungrateful to our body like why why do i have the hiccups right now or why do i have a tummy ache right now or why do i feel tired right now instead of like hey thank you for showing me that something is off what do you need yeah, we're so freaking rough with our bodies right
1: we are and and for me it was a true betrayal it was like how dare you not follow mm. what I need you to do while my body was simply because the language of the body are symptoms yeah that's the only way it can speak to us right so all these symptoms were trying to bring me back into alignment brought back into where I needed to be which clearly <laughs> I was not listening to you and it took me a while it took me a while but I can say that for me um joy is a huge and not joy in a toxic way or a Pollyanna way um mm-hmm. but joy like tapping back into that joy and it's mm-hmm. part of and it's funny because when I looked at my chart I'm like oh you know what I love about human design sorry I'm going from one to the but it will make sense I mean sense.
0: You're, you're a manager and that's how we roll like we jump from <laughs> one thing to the other People laugh, anyway, <laughs> But at
1: the end, it all makes sense. It all comes yes. back and it all weaves yeah. back together. But <laughs> <laughs> what I loved um, when, when I looked at my human design is that you talked about intuition and how we completely disconnect. And what I mm-hmm. find why and genetics is exactly the same is when you look at it. Uh, my first reaction though was like what I thought I was a projector because I didn't see myself as a until I actually looked and I'm like I'm clearly a gen." like it's not even funny how much (laughs) I am but when I looked at my chart and I looked at it actually allowed me to step back into my intuition to to really because I had used joy and it's part of my, my design. I had used joy in order to help me go through all of my health challenges, um, as something that would make things not easy because they're not, but more easeful yeah. where I would connect back to things that would bring me joy. Um, mm. and that would help me just, just have you know, do a step further and a step further in my journey towards health, if that makes yeah. any sense. And again, when I talk about joy, I just really, really want to bring back to the fact that joy is not about avoiding other feelings like sadness or anger. yeah, It's yeah. not about that at all, because that would be not good to be repressing or avoiding these feelings, but really tapping into that joy. Um, now genetics I find is the same thing when I go through genetics and genetics is the same, right? Like it's, we don't, we have genes, but it doesn't mean we're expressing our genes. So when I do genetic testing with my clients, it's always very clear. It's not diagnostic, first of all, and all it is, they're a guidepost. They're Mm -hmm. just information to tell you where you're more susceptible for certain things, where maybe you may have, uh, you know, deficiencies in certain things, Um, what type of diet will be best for you? Because for some people, like there was this whole thing about ketogenic diet, everybody should be keto. And it's like, yeah, Mm. so much no, like when you look at genetics. So it's just about being more empowered. But that being said, and you talked about the danger of human design, there are clients, which I have worked with, which I'm like, not the best thing for you to run your genetics because when some people are attached to the label or they want to attach to that box, it may actually, it instead of expanding them, mm-hmm. I find that it actually restricts them. So I find that for people, sometimes they're not necessarily, it's not necessarily the right tool for them, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so, so yeah. Did I answer your question. Yeah, I,
0: I think I think I have lots of things to respond to because you brought yep. up some some nice things. Um and also, yeah, that's how we money gents role, right? We we tend to also jump from one thing to the other, but then we kind of build the circle and we create these beautiful shortcuts yeah. and it all makes sense. So um <laughs> I want to pick up on it because you were talking about joy, right? And how it's in your human design. So that is like your incarnation cross, right? When we look at that. So yeah. You have the you have the 17 and 18 on your conscious side and then you have the 58 and 52 on your unconscious and it's the right angle cross of service right um and so the joy is mainly in that gate 58 which in the context of the gene keys is your radiance Yeah, and this- the radiance is all about what keeps you healthy and i think that's why I think what you were referring to is this is this um, toxic positivity we talk about where we just kind of we avoid feeling how we really feel and trying to just be positive and that has been a big thing in the coaching industry right or in the self-development industry we have to be very careful with that but in your case here there is an element because it's the joy of mastery and I and I feel like you started to become so masterful with like figuring out yourself and your well-being. And so over time, and there's probably plateaus you met and were stuck and frustrated along the way, but over time, and that's why I see you now. You're just so masterful at what you do. And the highest expression is bliss of this. Um, and I, I have this also in my Gene keys. It's my SQ. Uh so it's actually at the middle of my Gene keys. And that is something I have to remind myself of. And it's actually on my vision board. I'm looking right now at the word bliss, very big. And I'm talking to you here. So um, that is very beautiful. And for you, that has a lot to do, like um, for your well-being, to connect to joy and bliss. You know, even when things are sometimes hard, take it more in a, yeah, in a humorous way in some way and not take it way, way too seriously, right? And And then the other thing that I love is that because you were so busy, right? And I mean, literally, I could imagine like you bringing the papers into the labor room and in the hospital. Like, how, I mean, if you think about it, like how crazy, like, in what world are we? Is it <laughs> so important? like we're gonna miss the test tomorrow? Or what if we, we feel like we're irreplaceable, right? And everything depends on that. And then uh, while we are having a baby that wants to be born and is kind of showing us like, you need to rest. You need to slow down. I need some stillness here, and that is your unconscious earth. That's the purpose in the gene keys. That's where everything lays on. For you, it's stillness, right? And so, I guess, and I kind of try to imagine. So, the universe is like wants you to get into your purpose, which is all about stillness. That's where everything lays upon. And so here we are running around, trying to run away from other things, trying to outsmart the body. And at some point, we get that slap in the face, right? Or kick in the butt, however you want to call it. Um, And it kind of like realigns you. Those life challenges we often have, I always feel like I'm just here to realign us to our purpose. And I, I truly feel the more we are listening to ourselves... From the get-go and that's why i love that we are now in a generation and we can teach the younger generation about human design because the earlier on we listen to our intuition our bodies in our case that's sacral response we have a both sacral authority right um the the we can avoid unnecessary unnecessary challenges right
1: agreed agreed and trust that intuition yeah and and, and- what I find is that uh, human design, and like I said, genetics, oftentimes when, when I do these readings, people are like, oh, like the most beautiful thing and empowering thing I think about these is that it actually confirms their intuition. So it allows, you know, my clients to actually step back into that inner knowing, their inner medicine, their um, because we 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 actually know, but we often ignore, or it's not the norm, or it's a bit too mm-hmm. unicorn, or it's not, you know. And we're thinking, okay, well, um, I'm now kind of allowed to mm-hmm. to trust into that intuition, right? So it's it's, mm-hmm. and then it also lets go of so much shame and guilt that we often also um, get ourselves kind of entangled with.
0: Yeah. I love that. I
1: love
0: yeah. it. And, and you have that gate 57 in your Uranus. So that's kind of where you can expect the unexpected and you have it both conscious and unconscious. So that is the most intuitive energy in the entire chart. So I love it. And another thing I want to share, because that's another thing I find in human design sometimes. So you're manager, right? But then you say like, yeah, but I also feel a lot like a projector. And I feel the same, by the way. <laughs> and and that's why, like, it's not just your type because in your case, for example, your incarnation cross, it's all a projected energy, right? The the gate seventeen along with the eighteen fifty eight channel, it's all projected energy. Like you see these patterns that need to be corrected. You're here to guide people and help them with that. That is, and most channels in the human design chart are projected channels. That doesn't make us a projector, of course, right? Um, but that's what it's about. And in my case, it's the, um, I have the right angle cross of the Sphinx, which is all about guiding people. It's like a guide. Yes. And that's why we talk about the projector, right? It's also all projected energies. And in my case, also the two, four profile. That's the projector profile. Like I, I need to hide out and let's get called out into things. Just It's kind of like waiting for an invitation. Very, very related to that. So um, that's why I find it also sometimes so, yeah, cookie cutter, actually, in a way, with human design, when we're just like, yeah, you are this type and there's nothing beyond. And no, 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 you cannot feel anything like a projector because that's a whole different thing. But we really have to look at the entire chart, right? And we kind of have like something of everything. there's just like a, a solid base where like, yeah, I am the foundation here. So I'm a manager and that's how I roll. But I also have lots of other elements from from the other types, right?
1: it's all the nuances that are brought in and there's like and, and when you talk about the gene keys right how richard mm-hmm. rod came and he brought other nuances and i just love his work in terms of contemplation and really mm-hmm. contemplating the um all of the sequences as you were refer yeah. to when you refer to your sq right it's yeah. and then there's also um i'm working right now with timothy brainard i don't know he does the body keys so he brings in another mm. layer of of nuances which i really truly um enjoy and karen curry parker that came in with new language right because mm-hmm, language mm-hmm. has vi- a vibration and she felt she wanted to change the language to vibrate at a higher frequency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so so and I think you yes so you were trained by caring yeah yeah I did. that's it yeah okay yeah yeah. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. I I remember sorry I didn't want to put my foot in my mouth but (laughs) so she's bringing this whole other perspective where she brings the resiliency keys and so what I'm finding beautiful is that I understand the um the purist in the human design, and I completely mm. respect because. But I think that uh, things are shifting, and there's more mm. and more nuances that are brought at, being brought in, which I think are just elevating this yeah, mean, the whole yeah. human design. Yeah,
0: um, and I, I, in particular, I love because what you are doing is so much gene keys, also because it's the genes and the genetics, yeah. and I mean Richard Rudd he talks a lot about the the DNA and everything, so I, I find that so fascinating. And, yeah, it's true. I have heard both Karen Parker and also Richard Rudd talk about, and independently, and I I think actually I was at a human design conference once. That's actually where I finally got hooked with the Gene Keys, Richard Rudd, was a, a Karen's conference actually online. And she even said, like, she doesn't really know exactly what he's doing because she's doing her thing, Right. But they speak very similarly about the the vibration of the language, how that actually activates the DNA, and I, and I I find this also with the jinkies when I just read that, like something happens in my body, and also with Karen's language, right? Why as yep. well? I love also Ross's um, way of talking about human design because we can also fall into po- too positive, right? Yep, and and so it's it's so important, and I, I really find for everybody, right? there is not one way also with that the gene keys are human design there's so many teachers and books and all of this like make it your own right like how how are you like like because even I we have a, a human design certification now right and we're using the traditional human design language but in a way we are combining everything that we have learned and in our unique empowered way how we how we share it with the world right and um, because for the shadow work for the inner work it's actually very important that we also face these which is called in the jinkies the shadows right absolutely but we can get pulled in too much to it right and just focus on it that's why in the jinkies i often say like focus 80 percent on the gift and 20 percent on the shadow but i also see sometimes people that have been really avoiding like they have been in the toxic positivity they may actually need to spend a little bit more time in the shadow because it was such a resistant or like runaway topic for too long and at some point it balances out right and then you you can get more into into the gift so and anyways
1: yeah when you see the repressed shadows Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. you're often when he talks about repressed shadows you'll often see that coming up right because Mm -hmm. they just repress the um yeah i um yeah i think that I mean, my favorite word is probably discernment, that mm. each individual uses their own discernment in order to 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 tap into these things, right? Because... Know,
0: that's funny, because, you know, that's the gift of my conscious son. Is it? Is it? <laughs> of discernment? course, yeah. Discernment is the gift of the 13th jinky. Yeah. Yeah, and that's actually, let's talk about this because we are so often like we don't understand what that really means. It took me a while actually to to really get it, but that is the discernment is to really discern what is for you and what is your heart speaking and, and listening to your own inner voice, right? And not just take everything like, um, oh, that's the answer. It's going to solve all of your problems and create these codependencies with other people or books or whatever, because we 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 say like, oh, they've figured it all out, and I, I'm totally disempowered, right? This, this sermon is actually very empowering when we can kind of, like, this here really serves me, take me something here, and then here, and and also look at it with a grain of salt, right? Don't just, like, blindly... I used to be like that a lot, like, oh my god, this is everything, and da-da-da-da-da. And, and of course, for me, the 13 is huge, so I, I could feel a lot into the Discord, where I was super disconnected from all of that, right? And... Yeah, discernment is, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful word. It's, my my it's, whole I being is like vibrating. I love, it, I,
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. And for me, because I come from 17 and 18, it's all about opinion, looking at patterns, mm-hmm. going into judgment, and then some yeah. oftentimes self judgment, right? So for me, the discernment also doesn't come from the 13, but it comes from kind of being Take, taking a step back and really looking at all angles of things and then discerning mm-hmm. exactly what aligns best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when working with our clients, it's so important to remind them that we, we're we not gurus. We don't have the answers. We're just providing some, some guideposts for them to then really discern and decide what actually... Um, because I have so many clients, what should I eat? And I'm like, okay, well... <laughs> This is what your genetics kind of says. This is your health history. These could be, but then I, I, I really want my clients to tap into. And sometimes my clients are not ready. There are some changes. You know, we talk mm. about growth and changes and we should be doing this and we should be doing that. But the reality is, I feel that oh, there could be so much shame on the fact that some people are just, they're just not ready and it's okay not to be ready.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: It's okay. Sometimes we're not ready. It's it's Hmm. and there's nothing wrong with not being ready to 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 step into into those changes.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's also no, like we say, okay, I have to sleep better. I have to eat perfect. I have to exercise. I have to do the mindset work. I have to do the shadow work, and I have to figure out my human design. Just that, it's like okay, I'm really overwhelmed, and it's not serving me. And That's why also, I mean, I guess I created this podcast to remind myself of this over and over (laughs) again, (laughs) but it's really less is more. And it's rather like, and that's where our discernment really comes in. Like, what is that one thing? If you were just to focus on that for a little while, like um, maybe it's sleep. Maybe it's just changing your diet a little bit. Maybe it's just moving your body a little bit more on a daily basis, right? and then we can always and that's why we always talk about the layering effects right and then you layer in something else and a little bit more and and then this and then that um because it's also with the nervous system I feel like we are actually stressing the nervous system when we try to do too many things right and our body has to learn first it's it's safe to sleep well for example because yeah. maybe for me, I'm so used to not sleeping well that that's what's safe for me because we have survived, right? And then the next step, it's safe for me uh, to drink watermelon juice every day. I happen to have some here. <laughs> uh, it's safe for me to have a nice physical activity routine or something like that, right? And so over time, that's how we change our habits. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, less is more. And, taking a step back and through for you it's this like silence right with the the 52 stillness which is awesome for me i mean everything in my chart is about uh, silence and slowing down and listening to her inner voice and honestly this is i think for all of us and whatever way of form you look at your human design the big message is like um like for you at 17 i think it's farsightedness um or omniscience is, uh, is in um, the, yeah, yeah. Omniscience, and, and that's yeah. it's about knowing it but it's knowing from the heart not from the mind right yeah. because with that energy in particular it's like it's like an opinion but that still comes from the heart it doesn't come from from the mind and that is just and and look I, I mean all the books we have like Eckhart Tolle and um, all these Beautiful spiritual teachers we have had for decades, even before Human Design was out there, they have taught us these things, right? It's just Human Design really helped me also on a logical level to like really get it. I'm like, okay, I get it. It really makes sense now. I can no longer like think this is just some kind of woo woo thing, and it really works, right? Because when I ask you to like, so for me, it's like my life is just so much more flowy and there's all these synchronicities. And I, and I really feel like I'm in the flow of life. And, and that's awesome. That what's the the energy of the two, right? Gay two is the most allowing uh, feminine energy in the entire chart. And I grew up so much with this, like from the mind, I have to plan and figure it out and it, it would never work. I, I felt like I fought myself. And I have to say, if I wouldn't have found the jinkies in human design, I probably would still be fighting it. Because the societal conditioning is just so strong, you know, and have people out there like, "Look, you have to plan it out, you have to make it happen, and and da 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 da." But for me, it's like I just need to let it come to me and ride with the wave and let it be easy. So that works for me. It may not be for you, but that has been my experience, right? So for me, there's a bit of both when I, one
1: of my strategies and in my human design is actually when there is overwhelm, the organization actually brings me back and grounds me back. Mm. And I've always fought the organization because I was, I hated routines. I hated these, like all that. But when I look at like um, my gate five or when I look at my overwhelm, then for me, actually kind of having more of a structure actually brings down the overwhelm and can allow me to bring mm-hmm. down into the body and it's a lot also movement i need to be moving all the time to feel in my body
0: and breath yeah and yeah. Breath,
1: it, breath is for a
0: lot of people right yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's what you're saying right now so you have gate five right yeah. you have that in your Venus yeah so that is like unique consistent routines and rhythms and also your top left arrow is to the left which is also about routines and more consistency and I have both I don't have the five for example and I have this yep. one to the right so yeah that that in itself is already i um, much more with the flow my business partner Miranda for example she also has the gate five I don't and it 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 is a big difference and you have the eighteen fifty eight channel, which is that you have to be physically moving this energy that otherwise can impact your health, yeah, um anytime there's a channel connected from the root to the spleen, physical activity is it's important for any but even more so for you, yeah, so, and yeah. what I
1: found is when I started discovering my root, and I don't know for you if it was the same, but that's where I kind of now understood where my energy would go. Like if I'm alive, Mm -hmm. because I'm doing the right thing, what I've realized for me is I come in spurts, like my sacral is not like humming all the time. It actually has more of a a rhythm that is actually very connected to the moon and to the women's tour cycles or, or menstruation. So it was very eye-opening for me to understand that I had moments where I really needed to go inward and not be as productive and be very very like inward contemplating because I think we don't contemplate a lot we don't allow mm. also for um uh, integration oftentimes yeah. like and, and 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 maybe that's only me or anybody that's in their head we're all like more and more and more more and more and more, more and it's like oh okay one second mm-hmm. you, more is good but you also need time to integrate so what I've found it's, it's even in my work now I used to say let's say I did a genetic consult I would say okay in two days you'll have your your summary will be ready blah 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 blah. I don't do that anymore and I explain to my clients why I need integration so mm-hmm. now I, I need 10 days because that's I need awesome. the time to meet one on one with them and really get who they are because I don't want to just look at the genes, right? Their genetics or mm-hmm. their human design. I want to, and then I integrate and then I come out with the summary and the recommendation, always for them to tap in and see if it resonates with where they're at, and if it's something you know that mm-hmm. they're they're ready to to yeah. change.
0: Yeah, I, that uh, does resonate a lot with me because it's kind of this like instead of rushing it you really allow yourself to really connect with the person more and then also your insights drop in your intuition is guiding you like look at this or put all the pieces together yeah that Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense
1: so it's shifted Mm -hmm. a lot even how i practice and that whole and i think human design was so good to bring that extra layer and allow me Mm -hmm. to tap in more into my intuition even if i had i'm a reiki um level one and two doing my three but my master but the I never kind of allowed it to and but when I allowed human design it allowed me to understand my rhythm the right timing oh we hear that all the mm-hmm. time the yeah. right timing right exactly. So And understanding for me, a huge thing that I I got from Karen Curry Parker, which I'm so grateful to her is we have the whole chart, like Mm -hmm. right, we're so focused on but understanding that we have the whole chart. And when I started studying like the um, science of habits. And that's why I talk about joy and and using joy and changing habits and making things more easeful. Because you were talking mm. about layering change, and sometimes it becomes overwhelming when we're mm. trying to address, and our nervous system, you're right, is overwhelmed completely. But I think when we bring in the joy in there, and we kind of start with with tapping into that joy and what brings, and then slowly layering the changes. I just find that it really supports uh
0: habit change and, and um, yeah. Yeah. And actually, I mean, I'm looking at your chart right now. You also <laughs> have um, your pearl is also the 58, right? Uh, that's all your yep. prosperity and the Gink is your conscious Jupiter. Uh, so that's very powerful. Mm. Yeah.
1: But we all have joy. For everyone, like for yeah. me, it's predominant, clearly. And I think that's why I'm here to talk about it. Like I'm here to talk about habits and and self-regulation with the mm-hmm. twenty-one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But- Exa- right. You have the 21 in your in your conscious Mercury, right? You're here to talk about and you're here to teach and it's in the sixth mm-hmm. line. So yeah. absolutely. But I
1: think that we joy is an innate right. We all have the right to be joyful like Mm -hmm. it's something that we're it's not a luxury it's not something that you need to go get it's something that's innate in all of us right and it's not about chasing it it's about allowing it in these small everyday things Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so the way that i have come to understand human design like like you say and this is also have to say the same thing thanks to karen that she honed it into us. You have all of the chart, right? <laughs> she did. And in the beginning, it's not hard to understand, actually. But what I have found, to under- and I have listened to lots of different people, and then at some point it clicked. I was like, oh, now I get it. So like you say, like you and I, we have we have that gate 58. But yeah. again, if you're listening and it's widening your chart, it does not mean you don't have it. It's just you experience it differently. And the people that have these energies defined, like you and I, we are here to really, on a more consistent basis, show this joy to the world so other people can learn it too especially those that have it undefined and it may not be as innately ingrained in your dna you you learn it through different people but eventually you become the most wise about it right this is so much wisdom and all the undefined and and meaning that we have all 64 uh, gates and all the centers and everything that means that because for me the more I have studied this um, gates and channels, and I mean it comes from the I Ching, and then we have the gene keys. It's all the sixty-four hexagram energies, right? It goes back thousands of years. It just explains how the universe works. That's really what it does, right? When when you're supposed like how life is supposed to be, it's supposed to be more effortless. You're supposed to live a joy of a life of joy and abundance and harmony, in community with other people, be healthy, happy, and all these things. We all have that birthright. And these 64 energies, they give us those keys, these gene keys to how to actually access the state of living. And that is available to all of us, no matter what you have defined or not. It's just like how you learn this through life is in some ways through a more consistent energy that is more familiar to you. So that you can shine it out into the world and others can pick that up from you. And then the other ones that are undefined and open is more you receive this and learn this from others. So that brings me back to like, this is unity consciousness. We cannot even learn this on our own. We have to be around and with other people, right? I love it. I love it. Yes, absolutely. And
1: birthright is the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the reality is there. There's no good charts. There's no bad charts. They're just that's
0: just beautiful. beautiful charts.
1: <laughs> exactly, and there's just, you know, what really gets me excited, and I know I do get excited and passionate, is um, it's it's just allows us to experiment life. It allows us to what human design brings back the wonder of childhood wonder, right? Like mm-hmm. the curiosity, the experience the playfulness, Mm -hmm. like to play with our chart, to play with our even my the genetics, which can seem more serious, right? Because One is like, oh, I have, I may have issues with blood sugar um, regulation, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. no, let's play. So, how do you, you know, how can you support it with diet and lifestyle? Let's, let's start playing more. We're so, I'm the first one to have been so serious. And I still kind of catch myself in moments where I'm like, whoa, lady. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You need to be less serious. And that's when I'm, so always so funny like when I hear somebody talk and I look at a chart I'm like because I'm looking at your Pluto right yeah the Pluto in yeah. the 46 and that's all about seriousness and the shadow <laughs> exactly. and the jinkies that's a generational wound right so th- that's something that's super familiar to you that that energy and and the higher expression is this like a uh, playfulness and it's it's yeah. that I think it's the first I think the 46 is related to the first seven years of life the kids they're really like the the playfulness and and again that that applies to all of us if we have the gate, I think that word like I have it, it it's kind of possessive in some way right i have you have it or you don't right no it's like um yeah. I experience this energy in a in a more consistent way, and yeah, if you keep it wide, you still have it, you just experience it in a more in a greater variability, right that's really um, that's exactly so, what it is, yeah, exactly, yeah. so I'm curious, like when you yep. look at somebody's human, de- I mean, if somebody comes with, with something like health issues or something to you, like what are you looking at at a, at a human design chart? So what that's
1: I something. often look at is their incarnation cross. I really look mm-hmm. at that. And then I do go to the gene keys, right? Because that's, mm-hmm. gene keys for me, I'm looking at radiance. I, mm-hmm. I really do look at the emotional, the EQSQ also, I think is yeah. quite important. Um, and then I we we spend a lot of time also on the centers because the centers can really um, guide us when it, with respect to what may be happening right mm-hmm. um, in terms of um, health right so we can look mm-hmm. at the emotional center we can then look at also the spleen which is all about the immune system. You can look at the identity center also where we're constantly trying to prove ourselves mm-hmm. um, if we're undefined and how that can actually impact our health and how um, it's important also to allow ourselves to rest. So there's there's all these um I kind of kind of look at all of these things and then depending like even for nutrition and this is I'm learning from uh, Timothy Brainard mm. actually so this is not my own and I'm just now dipping my toes into what he's doing but even into dietary regimen right like again I want to put out there that I'm not a purist so I wouldn't ad- take it the way that it's thought about being mm. but it brings i'll I'll just bring it back to me when i look at myself um genetically like my dna test like a real genetic test Mm -hmm. and it's not medical genetics maybe just making that distinction it's actually what we call nutrigenomics or lifestyle genetics so those are the the tests look at specific genes variations Mm-hmm. Uh, that could impact nutrient absorption, can impact food sensitivities, could impact cardiovascular health, hormonal health, um uh mental wellness, and things like that. And um, and also guide the type of diet that is best for you, right? So, what are your macros? When I talk about micros, like what is protein versus um carb intake versus fats, what types of fats are good for you or not, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. For me. I am good like for me the best diet is a high protein diet okay mm-hmm. when we look at my genetics and when we look at my gene keys it says the same thing like my oh, not really? my gene keys but my genes and my human design mm-hmm. I'm sorry it says the same thing protein for me is so It's so interesting to kind of see that correlation I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's scientifically proven I'm not saying I'm just saying right now, it's more about me diving into that and looking at clinical mm. relevance or correlation, like how they actually correlate.
0: Yeah. To but it's fun life. kind of yep. to see we look at all these different modalities and, and in the end, the circle just closes. Oh, it's yep. all saying the same. It's I think we're on the right path here, right? Yeah. I mean- and when you
1: look at like for you when we look at your root being open we understand that the adrenals are there right so then Mm -hmm. we look at adrenal energy there right Mm -hmm. um uh, if you look at your you're open like me in your emotional center so when when you look at that also that is with respect to digestion also so it's it's all of these centers can kind of guide us because they're kind of correlating to specific organs in our body. And from mm. there, depending on there's more nuances, depending on the gates that are activated. Mm. Uh, yes. So it 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 makes it quite
0: interesting to come and kind of layer in what's happening. Yeah, I love that. I would love to hear your take on. So my radiance is the gate one. I mean, the jinky one. What would that's, be your take on that?
1: Mm. Just out of the blue like that? Yeah, I'm not. I I need more time. I'm not like you. I don't have ten years in human uh, design
0: I, I mean, like, like for me, it's it's okay. that's the energy about freshness in, in the jinkies and beauty. And I mean, the one thing that I have learned from the jinkies, and I, I can relate to, because for you it was the um, it was the joy, right, and getting yeah. organized and things like that. For me, I find like decluttering, like my, my holding on to things from the past is just not good for me. I always need to kind of like go of stuff and declutter and my invite. I like to like reorganize my home a lot to just keep it fresh. And and that jinky is, is a lot about freshness. So I'm just kind of wondering if um, it's sometimes fun to hear from somebody else, um, kind of the, the interpretation of that. Um, but it really resonated like a lot when I was like, yeah, that's, because like for me, when I feel overwhelmed, I need to throw things out, declutter, let go of stuff, make it look fresh, dust off something or things like that. So,
1: but is there an atta- attachment to there, an identity attachment to 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 your things, to your surroundings? To,
0: I mean, you know, like when I let go of some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes I it's. So, because for me, the like, my conscious son is the thirteen, which is all about yeah. the past, the seven yeah. is all about the future, yeah, and I'm here really to guide humanity into the future, and I can have a tendency to hold on to things from the past too much, so um I think i'm I'm in the process of releasing a lot of things. But I think there were years that I military. Mean, I had boxes. I live in the U.S. like now for over 16 years now, I think. And I used to have boxes from elementary elementary school. I had shipped from Germany here. And I was just like in my closet. And at some point, I just let it all go. And it felt really good. This past couple of weeks ago, I finally let go of my study books from university over 20 years ago. I never looked at them again, but they <laughs> were there like taking up space. So those kind of things. Um, I always notice that ah oh, that creates a big shift in my life and allows new things to come in for me. So yeah, yeah, I think that was a part of me. But I always feel like that is heavy for me when I hold on to anything that I no longer know is serving me. If that's a book, uh, any kind of material, kind of piece, right? And I mean, I, I really resonate with a uh, Marie Kondo way of uh, yes letting go. It's all about what brings you joy. Hold only keep that. Everything else, let it go. So
1: and for you, having that identity center already um defined, you already know who you are. So if mm. you're holding on to things that are only holding you back, they're not there to answer questions or they're they're just cluttering. Actually, yeah, your, your 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 advancement or yeah. your your growth or
0: yeah it's like you're running on a track and you you put a big wall up there which is holding you back because i I very know very well where I'm going. It's yep. just kind of to keep playing smart, keep playing small or keep me safe or um yeah, it's more sentimental kind of value or something like yep. that and and it's also it's very interesting now that we're talking about it. I was recently in Germany about a month ago. And my sister came up like, hey, we need to go in the attic at my grandma's. I, I used to live with my grandpa for quite some time. And there was all this stuff, like from when I was living on my own uh, during university or after, um, even high school. there was just stuff like old, like glasses and stuff from the kitchen. I mean, and literally I was surprised by myself because my sister was like, no, we just need you to go through it because if you want to keep anything, but other than that, it's going to be thrown out. Stuff has been there for 20, over 20 years <laughs> my grandma's uh, attic, and I literally I kept two little things. One was a necklace. One was a little. I'm, I'm obsessed with elephants. That's my my little thing since I'm a kid. Um, but literally, I was like, no, everything can go, and I, it felt so freaking That's good. good. It felt so awesome. Yeah, and Just, is that
1: does it correspond with your shift? Because you're shifting things in your business too, right? Like there's a lot of shifts happening for you. Yeah,
0: right? I I have so this year, and I I also do. I have a, one of my card decks that I have, so I keep pulling cards here and there uh, intuitively. Yeah, and for this past month, everything has about stepping into something new, and I I had a face actually a couple of weeks ago. I felt totally like you know when you feel super empty. And like nothing excites you and like something is dying inside of you in some way, right? That's how it really felt. And I knew deep inside that is happening because I need to make space for something new to come. And I can already sense this, especially this week. Like the last few days, I have been really feeling like, ooh, there are lots of new things coming and a new sense of excitement, a new sense of confidence, like everything that kind of next level, right? So it's actually very beautiful to um witness that.
1: It's like birth pangs. It's like you're giving birth yeah. to, to something new, right? And mm-hmm. and and um yeah, there's this whole thing about melancholy. And again, <laughs> this, I'm sorry, I keep on coming by to Timothy Brainard, but I'm doing some work with him right now. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how we often want to explain melancholy and why is it happening and why are, but Mm -hmm. he he said something for me because I do experience with melancholy a lot. And, and, and now this whole understanding that when that happens is because we're letting go of all things and we're actually, we just tapped into something new Mm -hmm. and it's about like that process of kind of letting go and birthing this, this new, um, this whole new um future i'm yeah yeah no no
0: and i and i think lots of people are feeling this way right now right now yeah there's something shifting and i always feel also this sense of excitement but i have to be honest when you're in the midst of it and you feel the melancholy it sucks (laughs) it really sucks (laughs) and you you're like am i on the right path and also i'm a two four profile i start to not see my magic at all sometimes uh just because I know human design, everybody knows it. What, what's the big deal? But then very quickly, I have the most important people in my life tell me like how awesome I am. And I'm like, OK, OK, I get it. I get it. And I'm I'm back on track. So the universe really always makes sure to give that mirror back to me. And um, yeah, but every time that everybody that's listening, if you feel blah right now and you feel like you're stuck or nothing is moving just enjoy it because there's just something new that wants to be born and just like when a baby is born it's pretty dark in there first and it may be painful to get it out (laughs) but then there's a new life right so nature is really showing that to us as well.
1: Yeah I love it I love it I've um I've right now I've been pulling everything about the wild rose I've been pulling from the rose deck Mm -hmm. and it's all about the wild rose and allowing myself to be the unicorn allowing myself to be completely original and I'm just not I don't fit Mm -hmm. in a box I don't it doesn't make sense like my colleagues in genetics when they see like kind of that blending they're like how can you blend like two things that like kind of mm-hmm. don't seem to want to blend together but yeah. i'm like no no they totally blend so mm-hmm. it's just about allowing um what we need to allow and it's all yeah. very different for for each of us yeah mm-hmm. and
0: i mean that's also about the whole money money investing generator process is about we're taking all these different things and creating our own with that and how it all goes together i think that's yeah. just very and then we we create shortcuts for you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. And we are like, you're welcome. <laughs> and it, and the thing is, it looks messy in the process. We change our mind a million times, and but then eventually, it's like, oh yeah, now it's it's birthing, and now we we see it come. Uh, become more clear so i love it or,
1: or or we see the clearness but i think people get confused because i know how many times i'm like okay i'm doing this now i'm doing that and people are like what but what do you do exactly because we don't understand <laughs> like you do so much and it's like no it all correlates don't you see yeah. like it all. so i constantly have this post where i have to re-explain how everything works together. Like I'm yeah. not. It's not all. It actually all blends back
0: together. You know what? I have. I had, I had a visual come up. I don't know if you know this. Do you know the the comic Asterix and Obelix? Have oh, of that? course. <laughs> yeah, okay, French, so right? we we are like uh, miraculous right? We are just <laughs> throwing everything in the pot. And we're brewing this magical drink that makes us, like, unstoppable. I like that. I Uh, like
1: that.
0: And people are just
1: confused until they actually understand. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. And it really, Mm. yeah. It's it's, it's going to be a social media post. That's a fun one. So I have to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. It's a typical management process. We're just throwing everything in the pot. It may look really weird, but it's going to be the magic drink. So anyways, wonderful, Caroline. Um, As we know, we could probably go on for hours, but I wanted to ask you, how can people get in touch with you? Somebody would like to work with you.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. So um, they can find me on Instagram. So it would be, and I think you're putting the video, right? The, The video is on, will be on the podcast or you are you doing
0: only audio uh the podcast is only audio i may get it also on my youtube channel but um i haven't decided that yet so no
1: problem it's just because my name was there it was just easy to say so it's caroline m saba so you can share it so that's Mm -hmm. my handle on instagram Mm -hmm. or there's my email which is caroline saba nutrition at gmail.com
0: yeah perfect and so they
1: they can contact me but probably uh through my Instagram will be the easiest they can DM me yeah. and then um yeah
0: perfect and then the purpose by design book that you co-authored with Karen and a bunch of other people they can get it yeah. on Amazon that's where yeah. your story is more in depth That's right? correct
1: exactly purpose by design and it's with uh, Karen Curry Parker and that's on Amazon yep
0: yeah. mm, wonderful and then one final question I always yeah. have to ask all my guests What's one of the biggest nugget of wisdom you want to leave the listeners with?
1: The biggest nugget of wisdom. Hmm. I think I'm trying to think of anything else, but the only word again that comes up is the discernment. Hmm. Discernment and please allow time for integration because I think it's only when we truly contemplate and integrate um that things really start shifting Mm. yeah and and when something doesn't feel right I don't care who says it just it's just not for you right like when I'm talking about discernment um there's so much noise out there like so much um for a very long time I had to be really quiet on Instagram just because I I didn't want to add to the noise and I didn't know how to come and not be more noise in this Mm -hmm. space so it took me a really I really took a long um break where to find a voice where I really felt that um it was really in full authenticity and integrity Mm -hmm. and and it would really allow people to to use discernment like and 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 I'm more I'm completely for people who decide to unfollow me because I'm not their person or mm-hmm. they don't resonate with um, what I share but I think in a noisy space like we are right now and with everything and all the shifts discernment I think is the biggest thing that you can do for yourself
0: well I love that yeah my life's work <laughs> <laughs> right I know thank you thank you for that so oh, thank you God. so much for this beautiful beautiful inspiring conversation I really loved it thank you same here thank you so much for having me yeah of course my pleasure um, oh I okay. brought us together that's how yeah. it happened we just let yeah. it be and allowed I, it I did. I did and thank you everybody for listening as always I'm sure you took lots of beautiful nuggets of wisdom from this episode again caroline thank you for being here thank you for listening and i'm excited to be with you all on the next episode thank you for listening to this episode and if you enjoyed what you heard today then please subscribe rate and leave a review on itunes and if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast Then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.